0: You're listening to ARK radio podcast. Inna the Hamdalilla, Nahmadu, who wa to wa in, wa wants to stay in, who wants to stay in, who wants to stay in, who wants to stay وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا محمدًا عبد الله ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فقال الله تعالى في كتاب العزيز بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وكذلك جعلناكم أمته Allah Most Glorious and High has addressed the nation of the final revelation the community of the Qur'an the Ummah of Muhammad peace and blessings of Allah be upon him saying we have thus made you a middle nation, Ummatan Wasata. We have made you a middle nation or a balanced nation that you may be witnesses unto humanity and that the messenger be a witness upon you. And this is one of the directives in the Quran which reminds us of the reality of being an Ummah of being one community, wherever we may be, whatever identities we may have, in addition to our Islam, whatever, associations and nationalities, colors, languages, races, and social situations that we may have, wherever we find ourselves in the world, we are part of one Ummah. And this is an Ummah, or a nation, or a community, That carries with it certain characteristics and certain responsibilities towards the rest of humanity. As the ayah has defined, that this ummah is a middle nation, a balanced nation. And this word, wasatan, ummatan, wasata, sometimes has been used by some of the scholars to say that Islam has within it. The characteristic of wasatiyya. And wasatiyya sometimes is translated as moderation. Or centrism. Or balance. Or if you were to be just very literal about it, middleness. Middleness. The word middleness is not used in, in politics. Some of the other words are used by different people in different ways. Let's take Moderation. For some people, a moderate Muslim is someone who doesn't practice Islam too much, okay? Just like people talk about moderate drinker, someone who drinks a little bit of alcohol but not, you know, quote-unquote, too much, whereas from our perspective, drinking any alcohol is too much. So it's not from moderation to have a little bit of something which is harmful or haramful. What do we have as the concepts of moderation and balance and middleness within Islam? These are words which the Quran has used, which the Sunnah has used, and on the opposite it has used certain words which have meanings of extremes or extremism. Again, it has become a very political word. Some people see any practice of Islam, any open and public practice of Islam, maybe certain forms of of dress or personal grooming or behavior and manners are now being classed as extremism. This is what happens when we allow people to control our own words and our own discourse. And a lot of times we are in a war of words. One of the biggest Fronts of of war and conflict nowadays is in the war of words. Because what is the media except words and images? So if people are waging war on Islam and Muslims using words and using images, then what are the weapons that we need to be equipped with in order to take part in and to ultimately succeed in this battle for people's hearts and minds? It is words and images, the image of Islam, the image of a Muslim, the image of a moderate Muslim. Do we have to divide ourselves into the moderate Muslims and the extreme Muslims? This is not my point and not my intention at all. I'm not here to talk about how we need to have something called moderate Islam. Because if we talk about moderate Islam, it means that we are suggesting that there's another Islam. Which is what? Extreme Islam, radical Islam, whatever. But instead I'm saying that Islam carries within it this message of moderation. Not to moderate the religion, but to moderate our behavior as human beings. To take human beings away from the pits and the dangers of extremism. So instead of talking about moderate Islam, I'm talking here about Islamic moderation. Moderation is a human value, which the revelation has come to confirm and to emphasize. And to make us, as Muslims, the carriers of this moderate approach to life to all of the nations. Thus we have made you a middle nation, a balanced nation, so that you may be witnesses unto mankind. So, this requires something very heavy upon us to be the people of balance, to be the people who get this right, who balance between this life and the hereafter. Because how many people are stuck in the extremes of focus on the immediate and temporary? To balance between... The body and the spirit and the soul to focus on the development of things that a lot of people don't even believe exist now. Or some people have a vague idea of spirituality but they don't know how to combine, as we do in our salah between our physical motions and actions and the words that we say and the presence of heart and spirit which connects us to the other worlds and to the hereafter balance between the individual and society has been lost. Even in political discourse, balancing between the needs of the rich, the needs of the poor, balancing between all these things requires guidance. And if we believe that the Qur'an has come with guidance, and that guidance is there until the end of time, then for sure, following the directives of the Qur'an and of the sunnah of the Messenger wasallam is a sure way to restore the balance within ourselves. With so doing, we're able then to spread that balance to others. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that He's established balance in the creation. And then He has guided us to understand this balance, and then he has warned us against offsetting and upsetting the balance. So this is the question. How do we maintain this balance within ourselves? Inshallah, we will look at this as briefly as we can, by thinking about how the Prophet ﷺ told us about its opposite. الحمد رب العالمين للمتقين والسلام على سيدنا محمد Ajmaeen. My brothers and sisters in Islam, as we have mentioned the ayah from Surah al-Rahman, رفعها ووضع في wa ولا mizan. I mentioned it again because I missed a word from the ayah. So these ayahs tell us to establish a balance and not to swerve in the matter of balance. And the Prophet ﷺ has given us this guidance for even our individual lives. Because in order to establish a balanced society, we have to have balance within each individual. And we have to have this attitude and understanding of how to keep things right. So the Prophet ﷺ himself warned us against ghulu. And he warned us against And he warned us against and, and these are just some words I mentioned to you in Arabic Just to, to show you that if you wanted to search the hadiths And you find these actual words Which then would be translated nowadays into the words Extreme or extremism So it doesn't matter that other people are trying to impose their definitions upon us We have to have an understanding of what is our view of these questions. What is our understanding and our definition of these problems that can afflict each person? And it's not that if you have some level of uh, in some aspect of your life, now you're an extremist. No, any one of us might have some way that we're extreme in something. Or we are going to the other extreme in that thing. Because remaining in the center, remaining in the middle path means to avoid swerving too much either to the left or to the right. And I don't just mean in political terms left and right. Just either side of the middle way, you can end up going towards one direction until you come back to the center and to the straight path. As we're always asking in our prayers in the Fatiha, to be guided to the straight path. Why do we keep getting guided to the straight path? Because we keep swerving and because we keep finding a Shaytan on this side of the road or on that side of the road, calling to these deviations and calling to this uh, misdirection from the path. So the Prophet ﷺ has warned us against ghulu And ghulu is excessiveness. So how is it that, as we said before, how is it that we can go to excesses in religion? It's not by having too much religion. It is by taking one aspect and focusing on it so much, that you, off, that you set off the balance between different things. Even in the <coughs> Salah, we have the Salah at its fixed times of the day. <inaudible> but Allah did not tell us to stand in Salah the entire day and the entire night. And the Prophet himself, though he would pray more than anybody else, also insisted that I... Pray And I also sleep. When some people came, and they inquired from his wives about the personal worship of the Prophet Sallallahu and when they were told, they thought to themselves, you know, this is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he is already a greater status than any of us can get to. So we, as ordinary believers, need to do more, even we need to do more than the Prophet Sallallahu was doing, in order to try to get close to Allah, because we need to make up for our shortcomings. <laughs> So one of them said, I will stand the entire night in prayer, not just one night. Always, I will always pray the, two, the entire night, I will never sleep. One of them said, I will fast constantly, and I will never miss the fast. Or I will never break my fast, depending on how you want to understand what he was committing to. And then another one said, I will, I will not busy myself with women, I will never get married. And when the Prophet heard this, he did not praise him, say, MashaAllah, you are so pious, you are... You are striving for the highest Jannah. He actually became very angry and he went up on the Minbah. And he didn't name those people but he said, What is it with some people who have come and said this and this and this that I've heard? By Allah, I am the most God-fearing of any of you and the closest to Allah out of any of you. But I pray and I sleep. I fast and I break my fast. And I get married to women. This is my sunnah. This is my way. So whoever turns away from my sunnah is not of me. It's not part of me. It's not part of my community. It's not part of this balanced nation. (inaudible) Ummatan wasata. So everything has its place. And from the prophetic guidance is that many things have a right upon you, have a right upon your time. So your salah has a right upon you. Your remembrance of Allah in all things. So that's the right of your Lord upon you. But also, your body has a right upon you. And also, your family and your parents have a right upon you. To give time to all of these things and to allot it. This is what it means to be the practicing Muslim. To be the balanced Muslim. And to be the ideal Muslim. Not to feel that you've fallen short when you're spending some of your time on other things. And of course, your studies and your learning have a right upon you. And they have a particular right upon you when you're in this place and in this time in your lives. So the Prophet ﷺ has warned us against ghulu Going to excesses in something which always results in something else being missed. And this is the problem of extremism. This is the problem of focusing on one thing and losing focus and losing sight and balance in other things. And he warned us against hair splitting the hair splitters, people who delve into things which are, they're not required to look into. You're not required to know the intricacies of this debate that's happening and it's the hot fiqhi debate. Is it halal? Is it haram? My sheikh says that, that sheikh says that. Spending all your time on arguments that don't even, you're not even qualified most of the time to be part of that debate. Leave it to people who, it's their job to debate these things. You take whatever convinces you Follow it, stick to it, and don't argue with people. Because this also results in hatred between people and is a manifestation of extremes or extremism. And the third and final term, because I want to mention to you all the important things, is tashaddud and tashdeed. tashaddud which is hardness, harshness or strictness. By all means, you can push yourself. But be merciful to yourself as well. Because your body has a right on you. And your spirit and your soul has a right on you. And you have to have times of rest. And you have to have times of leisure and recreation. And yes, it is halal to have fun. In fact, sometimes it is even mustahab. In fact, maybe sometimes it is even wajib to relax and to have a time off. And so we shouldn't also judge other people when they are doing that. But we find the ways to rest the heart and the body and rest ourselves between times of hard work. This is the way of Islam, to keep everything in balance and to make sure that all rights are maintained. May Allah enable us to be among the ummah of balance, to establish this within ourselves as individuals, within ourselves as a community and as a global ummah. May Allah guide us on the straight path, show us what is true and enable us to follow it, show us what is false and enable us to stay away from it. May Allah send his blessings and peace upon his messenger Muhammad and all the prophets who came before and all those who followed in his way until the Day of Judgment. Ibad Allah, Rahimakumullah. Inna Allah bil bil'adli wal-ihsani wal-itaid al-qurba wa yanha'ani al-fahshai wal-munka'i wal-baghi. ya'idukum la'allakum talakkaroon. Udhkru Allah al-adlima yadhkurkum wa daruhu yastajib lakum. Waladhikru Allahi akbaru wallahu ya'lamu ma tasna'oon wa aqimu salah. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Ark Media app.